welcome to podcast number 144 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. For the last couple of months, we've been discussing the topics of faith and miracles, healings, all the various gifts of the Spirit, and it's been quite an adventure. And we're going to continue today because we want people to get a better understanding and understanding a personal connection with the working of the Holy Spirit. So I've entitled today's podcast, How the Holy Spirit Brings Miracles to Us. We're going to get into a lot of questions, but before we do, we need to invite him to enter into this podcast and help us as we go through it. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we need you today more than ever. With everything that's taking place in the world and all the challenges that we face each and every day, I know, Lord, that the Holy Spirit wants to work in us. Now, as believers, the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in us, but many times we go about our daily activities and don't really spend much time thinking about who He is and what He does and that He wants to bless us. So today, we come to you and ask this question, how does the Holy Spirit bring miracles to us? So I yield now to the power and the presence and the authority of the Holy Spirit in this podcast. Pray that you would take charge, take control, guide and direct everything that I say, and I ask that those who are listening in today would tune everything else out, get the things in your mind out and remove them so that the Holy Spirit can work with you, through you, and bless you and help you to understand how he operates. Thank you once again, Lord, for bringing us together. I believe this is going to be a breakthrough podcast that people will receive their miracle and many will understand how they operate and how they can help others to receive theirs. We thank you for it in advance and give you the praise for this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been my experience that most Christians have at least heard about the Holy Spirit and the working of miracles. Some have experienced miracles in their own life, while others have received the gifts of healings and working of miracles. But do we understand how the Holy Spirit brings miracles to us and to those who have a need? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and get a foundation of this teaching today. I've used 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in all this teaching and will continue to use it as we talk about the gifts of the Spirit and miracles. And Paul gives us a wonderful one, just one verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 11 to answer some of these questions about how and when and why the Holy Spirit does what he does. So I'm reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11 in the New Living Translation. It says this, It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So there's our answer. There's one of the big answers we have is that our God is sovereign, and so therefore the Holy Spirit is sovereign. And when that happens, we need to understand that we have to have faith and patience and trust and confidence that God is going to take care of our needs. But we do have to leave it in the hands of the Holy Spirit. However, there are things that we can do in our life that help us to connect with the Holy Spirit and how he operates. I'm not saying we can manipulate him or that we can figure out some way to get around him because remember, he is the third person in the Trinity. And so we can't play games with the Holy Spirit. But there are things that we can do in our life to help us. So let's look at some of the commonly asked questions that people have brought before me as a pastor for 20 years and as a Sunday school teacher for another 20 years. Why do some receive their miracles, yet others do not? Here's another question. How does the Holy Spirit decide who receives? Another question. Where and when will he bring his miracle working powers to us? 
And another question, are the gifts of the Spirit still alive today? So those are very common or frequently asked questions as we say, but those are things we need to address in this teaching today. So let's get into that. But before I speak any further on this topic, this subject, I want you to know that no one knows 100% of the answers to all of these questions. I certainly don't know every single answer to every single one of these questions. It would be impossible for me to know that. We serve a sovereign God and his ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. Let's go back and read in Isaiah chapter 55 about who God is and who we're dealing with here. As I mentioned, Isaiah chapter 55, just a few verses here. Verse 8 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Well, I think that kind of settles it for who's got the final say on all the issues of the gifts of the Spirit. After saying all that, I know when I get to heaven, I want to find out why some here on earth receive their miracle and others did not. I think there's a lot of Christians that feel that way and they're going to ask why that happened and they'll get the answer then. Now, this podcast will help us better understand how the Holy Spirit acts in the working of miracles. Through this session, we will be able to obtain a better understanding of how we should pray and where we can find the promises of God. The Word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit brings gifts and miracles to believers in Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote about all of it in 1 Corinthians chapters 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. And I keep saying that over and over again because I hope as you're listening to these podcasts that you are also reading and getting in your own mind and your own heart what the Apostle Paul is telling us because it'll give us a better understanding. Because in those scriptures, we find numerous examples of the working of the Holy Spirit. We know the Holy Spirit has the desire to give these gifts to us. He gifts believers who are seeking him for the gifts. He gave gifts of healing and working of miracles to the Apostle Paul and to Peter and to Philip and many others that we read about in the Word of God. It's important I make this comment because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The gifts of the Spirit are active today. There is discussion going around. There's a lot of it about whether the gifts have ceased, whether they've stopped when Jesus left, but they have not stopped because nowhere in the Word of God does it say that they will end when Jesus leaves this earth. Just the opposite. When Jesus leaves, he says, I will leave you the comforter, the one who will guide you, will give you strength, will give you wisdom, and on and on. And we'll be talking more about that as we go along today. All of the gifts of the Spirit are miracles from God. Think about that. Every single gift that comes from the Holy Spirit is miraculous. They are supernatural. And the Holy Spirit wants it to be more natural for believers to operate in the supernatural. Okay, we're getting into this now. Are you ready to see how the Holy Spirit brings forth miracles? You or someone you know may be in need of a supernatural miracle of healing or of a financial breakthrough or a healing of a personal relationship or broken families. I could go on and on because so many needs that we have as believers require a miracle. Many of them could just require someone to just read God's word and understand they're just not handling things correctly. But in many cases, people's lives have been so hurt and so devastated that it takes a miracle of God to be able to bless them and heal them and restore them. Now, to receive any of these miracles I'm talking about, we must take the same actions. There's a standard, I believe, that we must maintain when we're seeking miracles and the gifts of the Spirit. 
We need to have daily prayer. It must always be first. Before we do anything, we should pray. Reminds me of when you get sick, and instead of praying, we run real quick to the medicine cabinet and pull out a pill and take it. I call that our faith cabinet. And when we do that, we don't even give the opportunity to the Lord or to the Holy Spirit to do a miracle in us or touch us or heal us of maybe something that's not a full miracle, but it might just be an upset stomach or it might be a headache. But bottom line, we should go to God in prayer first and ask for His divine touch. And that should always be first when seeking these actions or these miracles. We need to learn how to exercise our faith. I talked about that in a prior podcast where exercising our faith has various steps to it. One is prayer. One is reading God's Word. Another one is developing our faith. And we do that. We exercise our faith and we increase our faith. Another thing that we need to do for all miracles that we need is to read God's Word and read those scriptures that bring hope. Read through 1 Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 13, chapter 14 to understand the gifts of the Spirit. Read through the book of Proverbs and the book of Psalms. One of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. You see, when we read that, and we should quote that all through the day, when we do that, we're preparing ourselves for that miracle to come that's going to take place in our life, the one that we desperately need. If we try to skip these steps, we try to try to skip over prayer or exercising our faith or reading God's word and seeking the Lord. If we really try to do that and try and skip past these things, I believe these steps are crucial because the Holy Spirit then may skip over our need if we do not maintain faithful to seeking his guidance and direction. The Holy Spirit brings miracles because of who he is. The Bible tells us he is the Spirit of Christ the spirit of truth, our advocate. That means he supports us and he guides us. He is our paraclete, who is our comforter and our counselor. So let's look at some of the scriptures that God has defining about the actions of the Holy Spirit so that we will build our faith to prepare ourselves to receive the miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we desire in our life. By understanding the following scriptures, we will prepare ourselves better to receive the miracle gifts of the Holy Spirit. So let's get into them. And I really want you to take serious these next scriptures. I think they're vital to our purpose today. I want to start with John chapter 14. Here, Jesus is speaking to the apostles. He's telling them to get prepared and get ready because he's leaving and he wants to tell them about how they need to deal with life and deal with the challenges they're going to face. So he says here in John chapter 14 and verse 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Verse 13, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Verse 14, yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now, if that doesn't help your faith, I don't know what else will, but we need to get these words into our heart and our mind when we are seeking the miracle gifts of the Holy Spirit. Jesus continues on here in verse number 15, if you love me, obey my commandments. Then in verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, which means a counselor, who will never leave you. In verse 17, listen to this. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. So here, Jesus is telling us that the Holy Spirit is going to be there to help us. And if we don't believe that he's alive and well right now, that is the Holy Spirit, we're never going to be able to experience the miracle-working power that God has placed in him as he ministers here on earth. 
here's another couple of verses where Jesus is giving us instruction and giving us something that will help our faith. He's speaking once again in John chapter 16, verse 12. He says, there's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't hear it now. So there's always something. See, I when I hear that, I think, well, Lord, can't you give it all to me now? And basically, I think we know that we couldn't handle everything that God has prepared for us and that God can't give us all the answers right now. But he's saying that it will come. In verse 13, Jesus says this, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So now we're seeing this relationship that the Holy Spirit has with Jesus. Obviously, there's the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. We don't worship three gods. We worship one God, but in three parts. And so with that, we've got to have an understanding that when we read the words of Jesus, we're hearing from God. When we read the words of God, we're hearing from Him. When we read the word of the Holy Spirit that He speaks, then then we're hearing from God. And so with all that in mind, that's got to build our strength to have faith, to believe, and trust that God is going to bring miracles into our lives. And we've got to believe it and live it and, and stay firm and confident and trust in it each and every day of our life. Here's a scripture that'll encourage you. I went all the way back into the Old Testament into 2 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 9. Listen to this. When you're seeking miracles from the Holy Spirit, listen to this. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I'm telling you, we have a God walking around in heaven. I believe this with all my heart. I believe he's got a gigantic bushel basket full of blessings and miracles that he wants to pour out on his people. And he does it through the Holy Spirit. And he's looking, it says here in the scripture, all around the world for those people whose hearts are fully committed to him. So if you want to see miracles take place in your life, we must first have our heart totally committed to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Here's another word that's so wonderful and so strong when we're trying to build our faith and exercise our faith to receive the miracles from God. In the book of Acts in chapter 1, there's the ascension of Jesus. And I'm going to read starting at verse number 6 so you can kind of see this whole picture taking place. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And then here's what Jesus replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you, listen to this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And so if you want to know how the Holy Spirit brings miracles to us and to others, then just wait for him to show up. Because when he shows up, he's going to bring his power and that power will work through you so that you can seek and believe for great miracles to take place. Now I realize there's a lot of people out there who've been praying for miracles for others and maybe for themselves and it hasn't happened. And you sit there and wonder, why? Is there something that I can do? Well, there's something that, yes, we can all do. And we read about it in the book of Ephesians. If we want to receive the miracle working power of the Holy Spirit in our life for ourselves and for other people, we've got to live a life that is worthwhile. 
a righteous life, a godly life, a life seeking the Lord and serving the Lord. And in the book of Ephesians, Paul writes to the the church in Ephesus, and he's telling them some instructions on how they should live. And I'm going to read you the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. I'm going to read a couple of verses here. It's found in the New Living Translation. Let me just read these to you quickly. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Boy, I tell you, we could we could write a book just on that one, right? Remember, Paul says, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Right? That's that's wonderful news, obviously. 31. Listen to this. You want to wonder, wonder sometimes why things are not working in your spiritual life? Paul says in verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Well, that's powerful. If we are praying for miracles and our life is not in order when it comes to these issues, a lot of people cannot handle the topic of forgiveness. Oh, they like to receive forgiveness from the Lord, but they have a difficult time in forgiving other people. And if we have things like bitterness in our heart, where we cannot get over something, we can't forgive someone. Now, some of you say, well, how do I get over bitterness? Well, you, first of all, trust God for it, believe God for it, pray and ask for that, ask the Holy Spirit to re, to set you free from that and to bring that freedom and that liberty to be free of it. And then you've got to test it and make sure that that bitterness is gone. You say, well, how do you test it? Well, here's a good example. If you've had bitterness with a neighbor and in the past you drive by their house and you get angry just thinking about them, you've got bitterness in your heart. It's still there. And now you ask the Holy Spirit to free you from it and set you from it so that you can be prepared to receive all the promises of God. Go out and test it. Drive by that neighbor again. If you can drive by that that neighbor's house and feel free and feel that there's no bitterness anymore and it's gone, it's gone from you, the Bible tells us as much as it depends upon you, live at peace with everyone else. That doesn't mean that that person might not be bitter with you, but the bottom line is that's not the key. The key is that you release it. You ask for forgiveness. You remove all that bitterness. And I believe that our hearts will open up and the Holy Spirit then is welcome to come in and help and move in our lives in ways that we've probably never experienced before. So Paul says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. They all kind of go together. Harsh words, of course, harsh words are things that many people live with the rest of their life. I can remember a lady that I knew for years, and she said, oh, I can never forgive that person. I will never, ever in my life ever forgive that person again. I'm going to go into into eternity with no, never forgiving. I just can't do it. There's no way I can do it. And I would stop her and say, but don't you understand that God says, if you won't forgive others, then he can't forgive you. And she says, well, I know I'm a Christian. Everything's fine with me and God. It's just that person I don't like. Well, we can't do that. And when we do that, we quench the spirit. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about quenching the spirit because that robs us of receiving the miracles from God. You see, if we can't get that out of our heart, then we are basically putting limitations and controls on the Holy Spirit to move in our life. So we've got to get this stuff out of our life. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us to pray for those who despitefully use you and come up against you. And that's something that's hit me very hard over the years because I've always wanted to have a clear conscience with my relationships with other people. I didn't want to feel that if I would run into someone that they would hate me or be angry with me because I've tried very hard to be at peace with everyone else. Now, not everyone will like all of us, but especially I was a pastor for 20 years and sometimes you may someone who becomes an enemy of you uh, towards you, but you cannot be an enemy toward back towards that. We, them, you must be forgiving and, and be, be helpful with them. So we've got to get over these things because if we don't, we're kind of putting the Holy Spirit's hands in, in 
tie him up in a knot, put him in handcuffs so he can't reach out to us. And that may seem kind of silly to you, but it's not. It's really not because it's crucial that we can understand that we've got to forgive each other. What, what did Paul say here in verse 32? He says, instead of all these things, this slander and all that stuff, he says, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Now, I do a little something that maybe be silly to some of you, but something that I've done, being a pastor for years, there's sometimes people get upset with you and quite frankly, you don't even know why. It could be something you said in one of your messages. It could be that maybe you accidentally walked by them when the crowd was in the lobby and they thought you were ignoring them and something like that can happen. And I don't recall those things sometimes. I just honestly don't. So I wanted to be sure that when I stepped down from the church and retired from pastoring, I didn't retire from being a Christian or being in ministry, but I retired from that pastoral position. When I did, I wanted to be sure that I was at peace with everyone and they were with me if possible. And so I got everybody's birthdays and put them on my Facebook. And so I have a thousand or more names of people that are on Facebook. And one of the things I like to do is to wish them a happy birthday. Think about that. Just once a year, someone I haven't seen or talked to in a long time, haven't run into, if their birthday comes up and I just tell them happy birthday, I get the kindest responses from that. And it may be someone that, quite frankly, that in the past we had a little conflict that they didn't like something I did or something that I said, but it doesn't matter. The Lord told me if I'm to be blessed in my walk with Him and I'm to be blessed by the Holy Spirit and be blessed in my prayer time and praying for other people, then I've got to be at peace with other people. And you know what's funny? People that used to dislike me, I know they didn't care for me. Because of this birthday thing, I get the kindest little comments back from them. Thank you so much, Pastor. Miss you so much. You can tell that now healing has taken place because of just a kind word, a happy birthday or reach out to someone to let them know that you care for them and God loves them and you love them. And let's, with that, I believe we won't grieve the Holy Spirit. I need to talk a little bit more about grieving the Holy Spirit because it's crucial that we don't do that. The Bible tells us over and over again to be careful that doesn't take place. And we grieve him by not being faithful, by not being forgiving, by not being kind to other people, and by not paying any attention to him. So we want to avoid grieving the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. Now I know this podcast is kind of going by quickly right now and it's kind of coming to a close, but let me give you a little story about how the Holy Spirit works in us through others. And there have been times when the Holy Spirit will put someone on your heart or on your mind. Now you say you want to be led by the Holy Spirit and you say that you you want to have the miracle working power of the Holy Spirit in your life. But many times the Holy Spirit will speak into your heart or into your mind. I'm not saying an audible voice, but you'll be impressed of the Holy Spirit to call someone or to contact someone and just simply say something kind to them. Maybe you didn't have a conflict. Maybe there wasn't a problem, but the Holy Spirit's telling you to do that. When that happens, do it. I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit impresses us to contact someone, we need to do it. Now, you might say, well, I'm busy or I'm driving and I can't write it down. Well, figure a way. Write it down. Somehow, make a note of it that you're going to contact that person. Let me give you an example of how that happened in my life. It has happened many, many times. In this particular case, we had just started our new church in Scottsdale. And on Saturday morning, I used to go out and I would call people all over the church and remind them that tomorrow's church and that I would hope to see them there and I'm going to be speaking on such and such a thing. And I might call 50, 60, 70 people on a Saturday morning. Just let them know I've been thinking about you and looking forward to church tomorrow. And I think I've got a message that'll be a blessing to you. And the people seem to like it. They seem to enjoy it. Matter of fact, we had a system where I could put a message out to all the members of our church, some 1,500 to 2,000 people at times. And they would get a message on Saturday that says, this is Pastor Dave. And just want to let you know, I'm bringing a message tomorrow. The Lord has something special for us. And I make some comment to him. So I hope to see you in church tomorrow. Just something kind like that. 
that. And it worked very well. Well, on one Saturday morning, I was sitting there and I had a lot of things on my mind. I was working on my message. I was so, so tied up and getting my message ready and all these notes and research and everything. But the Holy Spirit impressed upon me, call this new couple that you met the other day. And I thought, well, that's nice. Yeah, I'll get to it later. So I wrote their name down, call them sometime. And I started working and the Holy Spirit impressed upon me immediately, like call right now. Don't wait call right now. And so I thought, wow, well, I guess I better. So I picked up the phone and I called him and I said, hi, this is Pastor David at the church. Just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be speaking tomorrow. I hope to see you tomorrow. Is there anything that you need, anything I pray with you about? And in the middle of my comments to him, the gentleman that answered the phone started laughing. And I thought, Lord, this isn't right. I'm doing what you want me to do. The Holy Spirit told me to call these people. And now this guy's laughing at me. And I thought, well, that's really nice. And so I was just about ready to say, well, I'm sorry that you're upset or whatever. And I said, but, and I didn't say anything fortunately. And I just listened. And then he stopped. He says, oh, pastor, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. He says, but you won't believe what just happened. Not one minute ago, my wife and our daughters were sitting here having breakfast on Saturday morning. And we talked about church tomorrow. Should we go? Is that a church that we're supposed to attend? And my little daughter looked at me and she says, Dad, that big church, you know, there's like 1,500 or 2,000 people. There's a lot of people that go there. That pastor doesn't know we even exist. He'll never call you. He'll never speak to you. So I wouldn't worry about it. I think we should probably go to a smaller church. Well, I didn't know it, of course, but the Holy Spirit did. And the Holy Spirit then spoke to me in his way where he impressed me to call them. And so this guy said, can you imagine the very words that she said the Holy Spirit used you to give us a call. So I thank the Lord for that. By the way, those people became members of our church for over 20 some years. And it was an amazing couple, amazing family, and was a great blessing to our church. So let's be careful to listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Let's not grieve the Spirit. If we want to see miracles take place in our life, it's little things like that that get the attention of God. There's little things like that that the Holy Spirit will bless us and help us and see great miracles come place and come forth when we pray for those with great needs. So I hope that was a blessing to you. And I know that, oh, by the way, just very, very quickly, there was another time I was sitting at my desk and the same thing happened. Call, call, call right now. And I I was reminded of the previous conversation I had with the family. So I jumped on the phone and I called right then and I said, I just wanted to call you and let you know I'm, you know, da da da, that I'll be preaching tomorrow. And the guy said, Pastor, there's no need talking to us. My wife and I just decided we're going to get a divorce. And so I'm taking her to the airport and she's going to go back to stay with her family. And I said, well, would you mind stopping by the church on the way to the airport and let me meet with you too? Is there some way I can just chat with you to help you with this? And he said, it won't do any good. And I said, well, would you please do that? He said, well, okay. So on their way to the airport, they drove to the church and I was sitting there and we had about an hour meeting. They missed their flight and they started the reconciliation process and their marriage was saved. And I'm telling you, I, I could go on and on with stories like that where the Holy Spirit prompts you. When he does, let's react and let's be prepared because when we do that, we maintain that relationship that we need to have with the Holy Spirit. And when we go into a time of prayer and seeking for God to do a miracle in our life or in someone else's life, I believe you're going to see great results. So with that, I hope this has been a blessing to you and been helpful to you because it's been something I've enjoyed bringing. So let me pray as we close out this podcast. 
Father, bless those who are listening in. Thank you once again for the opportunity I had to bring it, and I thank you for the Holy Spirit who came in and gave us a teaching, instruction on how to receive miracles. I believe it will produce great results, and I believe that those who need a miracle, that you'll re- they'll, you'll send it right now. They'll receive it and give you all glory and all praise for it, and I thank you for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, once again, I hope this has been a blessing to you, and I would like to offer you to contact some of your friends and relatives and tell them we're speaking on the Holy Spirit next week. I believe if the Lord directs us that way, I'm thinking about giving a message on why do we need the Holy Spirit. So it's been on my heart and I'll spend a few days working on it and get ready so that I believe God will have something special for us. If you'd like to get more information upon my background or what I've done as a pastor and as a teacher and as a businessman, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and when you pull that up, you'll see references on my webpage with a link to the podcast that I've done here with Charisma Magazine or Media, and you'll be able to pull up any of the topics we've had. I've talked on subjects on prosperity and subjects on faith and generosity and even a, a series of messages on how to get out of debt because, you know, I was a banker for some 15, 16 years, did a lot of counseling in that area of getting people, helping them get out of debt. So I wrote a book on that, Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. There's also additional additional information there for help for veterans with PTSD and things that I've written about because they've been a part of my life. In addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, I believe this brings our podcast to an end, so I'm going to believe that God's going to bless you as we close this out today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. My next podcast entitled Why do we need the Holy Spirit? I believe it's going to be something that will bless you and help you. The Lord's given me some scriptures and some things to prepare for, to put into that podcast. I believe it's going to be a real blessing. And I know that if you'll contact your loved ones, I believe God has something special intended for that message. I'm really looking forward to it. Matter of fact, this whole series on the Holy Spirit has been wonderful and something that's been a great blessing. And I've had responses from people who are being blessed by it. And I thank God for that. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may you receive the miracle that you desire for yourself or someone else and we'll thank God in advance for it. We'll call forth those things that are not as though that they are and believe for it and give God all the glory and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.